Can I make that the cold open? <laughs> yeah, but just the whole thing is bleeped. After watching bleep, I understand why bleep is a popular bleep on bleep. <laughs> Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. <laughs> I am Allie. <laughs> and I'm Anne. <laughs> and I'm Leah. <laughs> oh, listeners, it's about to be a it's about to be a rough ride because <laughs> Anne is traveling this week to um to to celebrate uh, late Christmas with family. And it's just Leah and me, and <laughs> Leah just raised her beer, so you know you know we're doing. She's got a beer. I've got some possibly uh, toxic wine that I, I I did just bring the cup back over. I'm gonna have a little, another little sip sip, <laughs> and, uh, and we're I here to party. Any, I hope any part of this episode makes it to air. <laughs> we're not confident that we that we can do this on our own. No. And I, I think, think it's we're be good. we're worried about some of the things we might say. <laughs> can I be can I it's be a, candid with our listeners? We're worried about things we might say tonight. It's a dangerous episode. Why couldn't this have happened during the Connie when we were respectable? My God, I know. I miss it every day. Can you believe that during the Connie we were almost religiously for like three weeks, but tuning into Collision? Yeah. When I realized yeah. I f- forgot, I guess I was driving this past weekend, so it is understandable, but I forgot that Rampage and Collision even happened over the weekend and then went to look it up and I felt so sad. I was like, Tony, where's the Connie? Which would where's have made Connie? me watch, which would have forced me to watch. And I would have said things like, well, that was fine. The Connie stuff was great. <laughs> <laughs> I just envisioned like maybe what they need to do for Collision is that they just every week have a little tournament and it's like, oh, you oh get to God. watch <laughs> A special special little tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's going downhill already. Uh, Leah, how are you doing this week? Well, it snowed earlier. It It snowed over last weekend. Then it was like, then abruptly got very, very warm. And when there's like swings in weather, it really dysregulates me and I'm unable to like really process any part of my surroundings. Yeah, I don't like them either. I like when it's consistently one thing. Yeah. And in Minnesota, it has been consistently very, very cold. So we're doing okay. I went out. Uh, I had to get some LaCroix this evening. So I went out and, and just in my little my little jacket and these jeans that have a big hole in the knee. And uh, I was like, well, it's a little cold out here. And it was 16 degrees. And I thought, <laughs> you know unfortunately once you've been living out in the midwest for long enough like you do become someone who's really proud of like i went out in the cold and i wasn't dressed for the cold but it was fine and it just is what it is like you think that won't be me but it is you you're like yeah i'm a real midwest bitch (laughs) yeah but i don't think anything interesting happened this week so aside from that um you want to talk about wrestling I think we have some good things to talk about. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, I think we have to. Yeah, I think we're contractually <laughs> obligated to. So let's get into it, baby. The social suplex is demanding an episode on their desk in the, that's by the morning. Right. That's right. We said, we can't do it this week. They said, "Get in, you get in there and record an episode. So <laughs> just kidding, guys. We do it because we love it and we love you. Let's uh, start out by talking about, uh, about all... Sting and Darby. Okay. So <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Last week on Dynamite, Darby fought Takeshta and lost. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And the be thing right. is that, like, we had the time of our lives so much that it truly was like, I don't care who won. We all had a good time. We all had the best time. Uh, I think I, it, he definitely did lose because uh, Don Callis was holding Takeshta's hand up at the end. Someone's gonna. Someone's gonna be like, she, "You made that up. <laughs> that didn't happen." Uh, okay. 
So it was a really horny match. This week, we followed that up with a Sting Darby versus Takesh to Hobbs in this main event of Dynamite. Uh, so this also featured a lot of Darby getting thrown around in increasingly awesome and terrifying ways, in the old-fashioned use of the word awesome. Uh, Sting also got a th- thrown around quite a bit. I need that old man to make it safe to march. Yeah, he's got to make it to revu- Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say ravioli. Ravioli. <laughs> He's got to make it to ravioli. Got to make it to ravioli, the PPV. Uh, did you like the match, Leah? I really did. There was the most I really liked Hobbs, too. And I think someone in our group chat pointed out that, like, Hobbs was also trusted with uh, uh, Big Show. That was me. And so it's, was that you? That was, was actually like, me, oh. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, one of my friends in the group chat said this very wise thing. <laughs> Anyways, I was just very pleased with everybody on the screen. I was just having a very nice time. Although, I will say, like, I was started getting deranged towards the end of it, but the yeah. parts that I watched was pretty good. Listen, guys, we really, 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 really needed to see the Young Bucks. I mean, I... I would, I'm a little concerned about what podcast you would be listening to right now if we had not gotten to see the Young Bucks this week. And I don't know that it would have been enjoyable for anybody. Or maybe it no would have Young been. Bucks and just me and you. No one could control us out of it. No restraining hand. It would just be you and I playing dirges. <laughs> they were my north, my south, my east, my west, my morning meal, my noontime rest. I thought that love would last forever, Leah. I, I actually was wrong, though. No, but guys, okay. So, that's, so that was our vibe towards the end. In, uh, in one of Tony, Tony gets an overrun every week now. Is that what's yeah, happening? Like a 10-minute yeah, overrun. <laughs> I think Dave Meltzer, like people are complaining to Dave Meltzer about it on Twitter just now. And I think Dave is like com- continuing to take the tack where he's just so unsympathetic, where he's like, so change your DVR settings. Would you rather it be a rushed show? I don't yeah. see the problem here. <laughs> Honestly, I, I guess I am with him, but it just makes it harder to know. Like sometimes yeah. you're just like, is, are we getting something in the overrun or, but I guess I should have known. Anyway, whatever. Sting and Darby won the match. Tony Schiavone came out uh, and in the ring asked Sting who his final opponent is going to be at Revolution. Brief pause. Cue super kick party. We get the Bucks. <laughs> we get all the galaxy, uh, the galaxy art and the Bucks come out and they are, and we haven't mm-hmm. seen them in months, Leah. We haven't seen these men in months. Okay. Like six Six months, nine six, months? Six to nine months. Yeah. <laughs> Length of baby. Yeah. So <laughs> they come out and they are wearing. Would you like to describe the look? Uh, I would say that Nick was dressed like a Backstreet Boy. He was yeah. wearing an all white suit with a. What kind Little, of hat would you call that? <laughs> it's. I think it's a. It's. Think it's a kangle, isn't it? I was it's gonna a, say, is yeah, it a kangle? I think it I is. Think so. And Matt was conversely <laughs> dressed in all black. No hat. No hat. <laughs> no hat. Wearing a very delicate woman's women's, women's <laughs> necklace around his neck. Nick had a chain too. That was what was given. I guess that's why everyone went Italian kind of mafia zone for Nick was the chain. They yeah. weren't getting that yeah. as much from Nat, from Matt's delicate little necklace. They both grew hideous little mustaches. Oh my God. So nasty. And they came out with their most serious faces staring threateningly down at Sting. I ascended. I hit a new like level of happiness in my body. We needed when the this win. Are obnoxious and have terrible facial hair. What could be better? Nothing could be better. And I, I loved. Now Nick actually, I will say, was very good at just looking kind of aloof above the situation. He's in mm. his his neat little. As Jr. said, these bucks look very clean, or something. Where I was just like, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they've, they've showered recently. They've showered recently. My God, Jr. But I thought Nick Nick looked pretty credible as like just kind of like serious, like taking it in. 
Matt wanted to ham so bad. Like you could just yeah. see that there were moments where he was like, what do you do with your face if you're not hamming? <laughs> and of course it's like what they're doing is hammy in its own way, but it's a different way. I was, I was transfixed. I want to hit you with something. I'm so ready. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at the pictures of the two of them, just delighting. And I keep looking at Nick or at Matt and thinking, now who does he remind me of? Like, what is this making me think of? And finally this morning it hit me. Do you know in the Adams family when the um, Gomez and Morticia have the baby and the baby is born with slick back hair and a little mustache? <laughs> That's all. That's all. You look up the yeah. little baby. It's not, I don't think it's Pugsley. The, uh, you know, whichever little baby it is. Seek out the baby picture of Bebe and you will see that <laughs> this is what Matt was giving. <laughs> Okay, his name is Puber, 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 yes. And I know that you know what you're talking about because you're the one who made this joke. But when yeah. I look at this, I fucking lose my everlasting mind. Yeah, with agreement. Exactly with agreement. Like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm really glad that you did not say this to me earlier because <laughs> I almost, I almost loosed this in a group chat or two. And then I thought, Allie, keep it, keep it close, keep it close to the vest. Cause you're going to want this later. You're going to want a live react to that with the, just a little mustache. <laughs> we were so I happy to see these men. <laughs> we'll post that one. We'll post that to the Twitter. Uh, so happy to see these men. Um, wow. And so now the implication of course, is that they will fight sting at revolution and that mm -hmm. is sting and Darby. And I, I, I mean, I would, if you, if you didn't do that at this point, uh, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but, um, I believe that Brian Alvarez also said today that that is the, the current plan. Uh, how do you feel about that? Leah? I feel very, like, I don't know, like, very sweet about the fact that, especially because yeah. Brian, Brian specifically said that Sting and Darby fought the Bucks, I think, last year. I remember I, the match, but I don't remember why. I think it, it was at Forbidden Door. I think it was yeah. a six-man at Forbidden Door and that they were, they each had a New Japan man. Now, I could be making this up completely, but I think that might be what happened. Yeah. it's. I mean, it sounds right. But apparently Sting had the time of his life. He had mm -hmm. a really great time and yeah. he picked the Bucks. And like that's I'm like, yes, that's what the Bucks do. And like Dave's apparently was like, well, that's the thing is that the Bucks can carry anyone to a great match. And it's like, yeah, if I was Sting, I would also choose the Bucks. You yeah. have fun and you won't get hurt. Like, hello? Yeah, you won't get hurt. You're gonna look good. They're gonna do everything they can to make you look good. Like, I can't believe that we had to have, you know, it's like, whatever, I did ignore most of it. But a day of discourse on Twitter.com with people being like, acting like they can't understand why Sting would make this choice instead of, many are saying, choosing FTR. It's like, why would, why would they choose FTR? Are you on drugs? Why would you choose FTR over the bucks? And then you've got old, like, Matt Coon types out there being basically being like, oh, and then the Bucks will make this moment all about them, classic stuff. And it's like, oh, that was Eric Beeston, right? Eric Beeston. Bleep <laughs> 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 these men's names if we shouldn't be dragging them through the dirt, I guess. No, but I'll discuss Eric Beeston all the time. For listen for new listeners, I read the Bleachers for Bleacher yeah. Report recap every week, and I'm obsessed with Eric yeah. Beeston because he can never bring himself to lie, but he hates the Bucks so much, which means he ends up typing sentences like, obviously it was a great match. It was a perfect match. It was The crowd was on its feet. Everyone was really happy. All of the moves were spotless. I guess if you like that, whatever. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay. But what was, but his, uh, yeah, that was the exact picture. What was um, the thing he said this week? He was like, well, of course, and of course the Bucks take a little shine off Sting's retirement for themselves as to be expected. And it's just like, yeah. if you do not think that 
fucking FTR getting involved in this match wouldn't have involved them shine mining Sting's retirement. (laughs) You are lying to yourself. You are a dirty, rotten liar in your own head. Get help. Seek help. I lost my mind. Somebody was Mm -mm. like, well, an FTR match would have been better. A a Sting and Darby versus FTR match would have been better than the Bucks. And somebody replied to that and was like, dude, the 2.0 match versus Sting and Darby (laughs) was better than FTR. Uh, I'm thrilled. Uh, If we set aside, obviously, I did have to get into my my constant petty anger at FTR. But if you set that aside... uh, I, I just love this on its face for itself, not against anything. I love uh, the idea of getting to watch uh, these guys mix it up for the next couple of months. I know the Bucks will give uh, Sting and Darby a great, or Sting a great last match. And then Darby, of course, will go to Everest. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and I'm just so happy that they're back. I miss them so much. I I'm so, so much. interested in what new characterizations or new iterations of the ongoing Bucks characterization are going to come alongside these absolutely flabbergasting looks. (laughs) I'm honestly so relieved because I think a lot of the chatter we were hearing was that they were going to like really reinvent. Like there was talk about them like leading a new faction and like talking about whether they were going to rename or like there was like a lot of talk and I'm like no they just got new facial hair and that's all we needed (laughs) I'm sure that there's more stuff coming like I mean I'm I'm sure that's not it but like part of me is so relieved that I'm like yeah that's all we we needed a break and a mustache that's okay that's that's exactly what I needed a break and a mustache is the new shave and a haircut Uh, (laughs) I did wonder yes Breaking a mustache, two bucks. <laughs> you can't, you can't get this on on Meltzer. You cannot get this from Meltzer. That's um, why Social Suplex pays us the big bucks. Yeah, uh, I did wonder. Um, we of course have been over here rooting for uh, JB coming back uh, potentially as part of a, a new Bucks faction. I love JB. And he's my little baby. And I did think, um, what on what terms did he last leave Darby? Because if there, this is we are starting really early, like to be building to a this the to a March pay per view. Like they got to fill some time, you know, in the next couple mm-hmm. of months. So they might need a couple more men involved. I have to assume. Yeah, I mean, I, like I would give anything for JB to come back now. And with the Bucks would be perfect. I don't know who I'd put on Sting and Darby's side. Like I don't know who I really they... do not need Ric Flair to be any more involved than he Maybe is. OC gets back in the mix. He he's been on their <laughs> team before. So true. It's like when you when you need an extra man for attack, yeah, it's OC. <laughs> OC is there. <laughs> State farm joke. Um Yeah. Uh any other thoughts about this? I'm just looking. Of course, we're just having so much fun that I'm like, I have no idea what we've discussed, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I don't think we got anything else. We're just happy, right? We're just happy. I think we're in. Like, if if they let this feud build the way feuds normally do, we're like... <laughs> You know, there's some promos, there's some singles matches before the big tag match. You know, little Nick, Dar- little Nick Darby match, little, little Nick Darby, little match. boys yeah, on the ropes. If they do some of that stuff, yeah, I think we'll all have a great time. But if they do what <laughs> they did to the Bucks last year, and it's like we get one 15 second pre tape every three weeks. <laughs> I'll kill myself. I love your energy is kind of like, it's like you're smiling real big, cozying up to Tony with a gun in the small of his back being like, what I've been thinking for this feud is maybe just do a normal tone. Maybe just do it. Hey, this is, this could be crazy. The gun is just digging in. This could be crazy, but I'm just thinking, uh, just do it the way you'd usually do it. You know, a couple promos, couple matches. That is the vibe. <laughs> what do you think about that, Tony? <laughs> How does that strike you? <laughs> I don't think, I think that, um, that, uh, 
I think they're going to do what Sting wants. And I have to assume that Sting wants a good program. So <laughs> I think we might, I think we're in with it. We're in with a fighting chance for the first time in a while. God, it is so funny that it's like people keep being like, yeah. And like Sting will put, put somebody over on the way out. And like, at first I really honestly was like, he's going to put the bucks. In <laughs> That seems very funny, but at this point, I'm like, yeah, somebody needs to. <laughs> somebody needs to. I do think that it would be a real, I mean, it's already a real statement from Sting, right? Like, Sting is saying, like, the, the of course, these guys are, like, a, a big enough deal to be my last match. So, if you put them over, I think it would be nice. Yeah, um, I think so. It's so funny. I, lo- I mean, I just love every time says, well, someone says to me, in this, you got to leave this business on your back. <laughs> When you come into wrestling <laughs> late in you, life, you hear things that you're like, do you hear yourself? That's what you're... The language. Yeah. <laughs> the lingo that is being said by people with straight faces and they have no problem with it. And you're like, okay. And somehow it's like, then you feel you feel their judgment like you're a pervert for saying like, that sounds crazy. That sounds like <laughs> sexual. Just bleep that. Okay. Uh, let's move on to kind of a, a broader uh, perspective on Dynamite. So we were back in Daly's place for the first time in a while. I can't remember the last time we were there. Um, and it felt, we were, of course, had all our little fingers and toes crossed because everyone was making a big deal about like Daly's Jacksonville homecoming. We're back in Daly's place. So we were like, mm-hmm. bring bring mommy's little bucks back. We also said, bring mommy's little Dustin back. And we didn't see Dustin, but... And he uh, did okay. fake us out by not only posting not to Twitter, surprised. but Instagram. Like, I'm, I'm like, not you surprised. You social, social media for what? Were you and, even there, Dustin? Anne said, she was like, surely he wouldn't post on two different platforms if he wasn't going to be there. And I said, what wouldn't he do? And I was right. <laughs> and I was proven right. <laughs> Don't ever say surely he Surely he would. <laughs> Don't count out Dustin. <laughs> when it, when it no, comes really, to disappointing don't count us, in never. Dustin. That's what Dustin's saying. He's like, do not ask for Dustin. Don't count Dustin in. Don't put Keep. Dustin in an eight man. Don't put him in a tag team match. Dustin's on the couch. He's like, he's looking his fan base in the, right in the eyes and saying, "Keep my name out, out your mouth." Your mouth. <laughs> We love you, Dustin. Come back, come home. But anyway, (laughs) but we were back at Daly's. Uh, Did you flash back, Leah, to us, little baby wrestling fans, in in the like December 2020? We didn't know that wrestling could happen other places. Some of you who have actually watched wrestling for a long time, I feel like this is the thing that you don't truly understand about us. We just couldn't conceptualize. Life outside our mother's womb, Daly's place. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that people just kept being like pandemic wrestling was so weird and it was strange and everyone made the best of it. And I'm like, that's what I fell in love with. I know. It was literally (laughs) the best of time. (laughs) We got on the road and we were like, what the fuck is this? I remember even the first time they let crowds into Daly's Daily's space, I'm like, I find them distracting. <laughs> I know we did. We were like, we're the we all the only voices we want to hear singing melodiously out at the matches are those of the guns. The gun club <laughs> may may scream, <laughs> none else. And every single time they panned over to that corner and the bucks weren't, I mean, the guns weren't standing there. I was like, that's wrong. That's, <laughs> that's where the guns stand. This is sick. No one in the gun corner. That's not how we do this. <laughs> it really did take me back. And I do think that Daly's Place is just a great venue. I mean, it's like, I know I imprinted on it, but they just, they're all coming out that, that one side. And I don't know. I was just like, this is great. I know. I know. And Rich keeps saying, like, if you're an AEW fan, you got to take a trip out there at one point. And I'm like, I know. Should we go to I Jacksonville? Kind of want to. Should we go? go? Let's Imagine go. Imagine telling people in our lives, oh, yeah, I'm going on vacation to Jacksonville <laughs> next week. <laughs> but you know what? I'd love it. I think that if they, what I would really like is for them to get back to Jacksonville for like a summer fun type event. Because mm-hmm. as I was saying last night, 
the the thing I do miss most about those mm. Daily's Play shows is this is the golden hour. Yeah. Is when it's sunset and Hangman is moonsaulting and it's just a beautiful glow around him and it feels like the whole world was made for Hangman yeah. to moonsault in. Yeah. That is why um, Dark failed because they weren't doing it in the in the <laughs> daytime anymore. <laughs> so that's so matter of factly, and that's actually why Dark failed. Hey, Allie, did you know? Fun fact: it's actually why Dark failed. <laughs> they needed to they they needed to have those matches in the late afternoon, and then the show would start. Hangman would come out, moonsault in the sunset, and then everything would be okay. When those I think, things happened, that was good. That was good. I think AEW should make a, a official promotion-sanctioned fan vid set to Summer Lovin' that's just like those <laughs> dark matches that happened in the daytime at Daly's Place. <laughs> oh, take us back. Okay, well, we can go back to talking about the actual wrestling now. Uh, Dynamite at Daly's Place, but in the dark. Opened with Claudio versus Hangman. I Do we know why this match happened? I'm not saying we have to, but is there a reason? I, I, I feel like somebody's going to be like, oh, well, on Rampage or Collision, somebody called somebody oh, right. out. Well, but we like, didn't watch them, so. On, sure. I don't think it was on any of the shows that we watched. And Great, That's I don't fine. think it was for any storyline reason. We don't know, and that's okay. Hangman, however, was very revved up. He has a lot of energy recently, angry energy, uh, and he ended up defeating Claudio with back-to-back buckshot lariats. Um, my God, what did Manolo say that got me so upset here? Oh, 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 my. Okay, so at Leah introduced her recapper that she that she reads every week, Eric Beeston. I read Manolo at Cage Side Seats, and. He doesn't hate the Bucks, but he's a lunatic. And so I actually do recently, as I've said, I think that sometimes he's using AI. Although this week it was pretty normal. So I wonder if he experimented with AI and then got shut down or shut it down because he didn't (laughs) feel like his own unique voice was shining through enough. Anyway. I love the idea that he like... (laughs) He read his transcript back and was like, ooh, that's not me. That's not, not me. me that's not the Manolo that I know Allie has come to despise a little bit, but also love in her <laughs> own way. Anyway, Manolo said about this match, he said, after this performance, I can fully sell myself into believing Hangman could win the AEW World Championship post-haste. Do I think that will happen? No, but it's about believing in the story enough to go for the ride. The implication that you didn't buy the idea that Hangman could be champion, I can't get into it. You know what? It's just shut it down. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. I mean, this is the, th- well, this is the thing is that people like go, people have like broken brains that because Hangman disappears for a period of time that they're like, oh, well, he's dead. But like every time he comes back, like you don't think, Manola, you don't think that, Hangman could have had a championship hunt, maybe not gotten it, but had a believable championship hunt after the Moxley feud. Come on. Like just because they didn't give it to him. It don't make sense. Okay. Now he's a fool. He's a fool. Um, Let's talk about Claudio real quick. Now I think it's safe to say we both like Claudio, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. We both, we both enjoy this man. Now, I don't take Claudio seriously as a, <laughs> as a wrestler. Now, For some reason, I thought you were going to be like, as, as a, a man, man <laughs> I consider it. Look, I know he I know he is a very good wrestler, but I think that like my feeling about Claudio this week has intersected with your feeling about Claudio. And actually it's like this is just we're just talking to talk because I loved this match. I had a great time. It's like no yeah. shade on Claudio. But do you want to hit us with what Eric Beeston wanted? You don't have to read it if you don't want to, but you can tell us what he had to say. If there was one negative, it was Cascagnoli netting another loss. One of the most talented wrestlers in the world and one of the most (laughs) gifted technicians on the roster. The idea that he loses as much as he does in these high-profile TV matches is somewhat astonishing. He is the look and the feel of a world champion with a talent to back it up, but is defined by little more than being a good wrestler. This may ruffle some feathers and inspire outrage, but he very much could benefit from a singles push push that is about him no. rather than tagging along with the BCC. Dude, that's the that's the reason why he's never he's not going to get or he shouldn't get a title push anytime soon. He doesn't give you anything else that other than Nothing. I am the enforcer. 
for the BCC. He had those Connie promos. Like, he had this time that he was sitting in front of Carlos' camera <laughs> saying, I still want I want to know who John Giancarlo Carlo. is. Doesn't Giancarlo. Matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he had this time that he could have said, like, this is what I, this is what's going on with me. This is the reason I'm in this Connie. This is what I care about. This is what I'm mad about. The no. only things you can ever say about Claudio in relation to somebody else, his relationship with Eddie is, but like that. Feud Eddie is about drives Eddie. that emotionally. Right. Because Claudio right. was always responding with just like, Oh, are you mad? Why are you hitting yourself, Eddie? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> And his relationships with all the members of the BCC, they're always dominated by the other members. You know, yeah. like, he abuses Yuda. That's about Yuda. You know what I mean? Like, he's Mox's backup. Like, tell me, like, one thing about Claudio's personality. You can't. You can't. I, so I how, can... is that, how is that AEW's fault? Like, why should AEW push him? No, and I think that's, it's like, I actually don't feel, I don't think that Claudio is begging to be pushed, which I love. Mm. Um, I, I think Claudio seems pretty happy where he is. And the thing that I think that I get out of Claudio, whether he's a heel or a face in this presentation on TV, I'm like, he seems like a good coworker. That is like, that <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. Like it's like, yeah. that is what yeah. that man is giving. He said, I come to work and I'm happy. I brought you a coffee this morning. <laughs> he calls no, you his I little agree. buttercup. You know, it's like... I think I got a little bit feisty because I was really bad at Eric Beeston today. But yeah. Like, it's not, it's not Claudio's fault. I don't think Claudio is badly behaved. Like, I, he just, he doesn't see, like, he's not pulling a Ricky. It's not like I think he's, no. like, agitating backstage. But I don't know. I just get aggravated when people are like, well, he's, He's only defined by being a, ri- a good wrestler. Why would AEW do that to him? I'm like, why doesn't he tell me one thing? <laughs> Can you get with Swerve and Hangman? Get into one of those little oh sessions God. and just talk, just talk about your motivations. He can't. He doesn't want to. He just wants to make sweet puns and that's okay. I mean, I know that someone has been out there yelling at me this whole time. Like, what do you mean you don't respect Claudio as a wrestler? I want to be really clear. Like, Claudio is a great wrestler. I, I love watching him wrestle, but it's what Leah is saying that means it's like he's not the kind of wrestler that I want to watch in like... A, a singles significant singles role it's that like he doesn't seem to have a lot of interest in the character elements so it's just no. always like claudio seems like right. a, like a nice dude and he's here to do a great job physically in the ring and that's fine yeah. it's like i'm not but it's just so funny yeah. that like i do feel like we're always <laughs> just reading men being like why don't why doesn't anyone respect claudio and it's like i respect him for what he is a great coworker. Yeah. He's like the cheerleader that's at the base of the pyramid, pyramid yeah. and like she's essential. The pyramid she's would essential. not happen without her. Absolutely. Yeah. But she Absolutely. shouldn't be at the top. No, she doesn't want to be. She doesn't want to be. She loves being a base. She's one of the best bases <laughs> in the biz. She loves it down there. Okay. So they had that whole match. And then later in the show, Samoa Joe came out to do his first in-ring promo as champ. And I will read this quote that Leah pulled for us. Uh, And this is what he had to say. Here are the changes we're making to the championship protocol. No more will you have to will you come out have to come out and whine on this mic about your poor misfortune. You bring your record and your reputation and you submit it to the championship committee. And if you're <laughs> deemed worthy, you walk out and have me stomp your ass in front of anyone who's ever cheered for you. For the new championship era is here. And for all of you who want a piece of me, your champion will be waiting. For the new championship era is here is kind of kind of a Catholic cadence to this to be honest but um you know what i love it he said no more whining here's the thing we all thought that the samoa joe era was going to be boring and that he wouldn't have any good ideas guess what he came up the brilliant one yeah i need to see a line of wrestlers (laughs) nervously and sweatily clutching their resumes waiting in line to get in front of the championship committee and say, here, here are my credentials. (laughs) The championship committee asks questions like a interview panel, and then they make their decisions. They post the uh, lineup on a piece of paper taped to the top. Oh, did I make the list? Oh, did I get the role of first challenger? 
I, I am a little worried that I think that, so as you will briefly describe, immediately three men come out being like, I want championship. I'm like, Samojo should have been like, did y'all listen to the fucking promo? I made it very clear that you can take this to the committee first and to me second. <laughs> Enough. He honestly, he should have been like, guys, I, I, <laughs> listening. Listen. <laughs> it's a skill we'll be working on under my. <laughs> honestly, it would it would have been a pretty good burn on MJF to be like, I know you could just tune that guy out and get the gist, but with me, you're actually going to have to pay attention. Okay, so uh, he gave this promo and then he was interrupted by Swerve in the Mogul Embassy. So Swerve uh, laying it out there again that he's coming for Smojo's belt. And then his interruption was interrupted by Hangman who came out to basically be like, I had a big year. Um, I kind of lost sight of the belt, uh, but it's in my sights again. And I haven't forgotten what you did to me, Joe. Beat him up, devil stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to take the title. Um, And then uh, this was... The whole setup of this is so great because it's like they're both out there to be like, Joe, I want your belt. But then Hangman and Swerve are kissing, posing each other while Joe is just on the other side of the ring looking around so delight, like memeably delighted. Like, y'all seeing this? This is crazy. They are nuts about each other. They cannot keep their hands off each other. I don't know if any of like I want someone to pull a still from that moment of just like just Joe delighted delighted being like this shit is crazy. It was so good for me. And Swerve and Hangman were intimately rubbing noses. Oh yeah, like, Ooh. those men could fight every day for a year and never yeah. get tired of it. Now, do you think uh, you think Swerve is going to grow a mustache this year, along with everybody else in the company? Well, now we've got so Hangman grew his beautiful '70s mustache, yeah. just hunks it every time I see it. Um, I'm not going to say what I would say that Leah would believe. So let's just put it that way. Uh, the Young Bucks grew out their puber their puber mustaches, absolutely, absolutely perfect little mustaches. Um, and Roddy Strong also, we won't really get into it, but he's also been growing out a mustache. I think it looks pretty good. Um, you think Swerve's going to join the train? This big question. Meltzer is not asking well, it. I'm working on a separate theory. Which oh, okay. Is that yeah. Swerve put, started wearing the eyeliner. Yes. And Hangman said, hey, hold on. I'm not letting you. I'm not letting you win <laughs> my title, which is most attractive hunk in SEW. Oh, yeah. So he grew the mustache yeah. as a direct oh, counter fate, to the eyeliner. Perry. They're, they're right. battling. They're on the ramparts. Yes. Hangman's in a locker room with the Young Bucks. They see Hangman growing this <laughs> luscious, beautiful mustache. And the Young Bucks say, what if we did that but way worse? <laughs> like, like, way worse. Meanwhile, like, hiding in the crack of the door, Roddy Strong looking for, like, Anything. He's like, oh my God, are we doing mustaches this year? Great. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> I'll also do that. I'll also do that. He cheated off their test, basically. Yeah. He was like, what are y'all getting up to? Mustaches? Okay, I'll put that down too. I'll work on one too. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I love it. I, I would not have said like two months ago, like, yeah, 2024 should be the year of the mustache. Oh my God, did you see on Twitter because of the various stories and, um, you know, the, uh, did you see everyone being like, it's good, 2024 is going to be the year of the tunnel? Oh my God. <laughs> That's us, baby. I did, I, I did see, I did see a whole bunch of tweets about the, the New York tunnels that taken yeah. out of context are very funny about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of wanted to like make a collage of Oh my God, <laughs> do it, do it. That's a little art project. like, I saw one that was like straight up like enough tunnel talk. We've heard too much. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Make that our make that our new header, to be honest. Um, okay, well, let, me, let me try and backtrack to what happened there. Why did I bring that up? Oh, year of the mustache. Well, I celebrate it. To all the men, I say, grow them out. I would not yeah. have said I wanted it. But keep no. I want to see every kind of mustache yeah. you can have. I want to see a, a broad diversity of mustaches in this company yeah. this year. 
I'm a New Englander, and there's always a part of the baseball season where the Red Sox, like, they believe that if they shave their facial hair, they'll start Mm, losing, right? And so the whole team starts to look insane. I would really like AEW to start doing, like, group things like that. Like, oh, we're all doing mustaches now. And so then you get to see, like, (laughs) each person's, like, effort, and they can't stop. They can't shave it off because then they'll lose in their ratings. And so, like, all of a sudden you have to, like, see, like, what is Danny Garcia's <laughs> thick, glorious mustache look like? <laughs> Danny Garcia, that Danny Garcia tweet that just said "hop off that, hop off meat." Oh my god! Um, I I love that. Just I want to see the mustaches, and also I love any time you're looking into a community and you just see a fad starting to bloom, like yeast mm-hmm. and spread mm-hmm. and grow. It's so good. Um, mm-hmm. Grow the mustaches my men, my beautiful men. Okay. And then the last thing that happened with uh, Samoa Joe was that uh, hangman and swerve left. I think like without really engaging with Samoa Joe anymore, like they were just like, woof, that took it out of me. I gotta get out of here. (laughs) It's crazy how irrelevant Samoa Joe was to that entire segment. It was so funny. Like, I think Nana like escorted swerve out and like, (laughs) like in this very funny way where he was kind of like, soothingly stroking Swerve and being like, it's okay. Sir, it's you're okay. too worked we'll up. We'll go backstage. I'll get you a snack. You're okay. <laughs> again, this is, we've made him a toddler again, but like he was just soothing uh, Swerve in a very listen, funny way. Nobody was a toddler like, yeah. in this segment. It was Hunk City. It was absolutely It was Hunk City. Hunk City. I don't know what they're going to do though because like I don't know. Like I, who, like I, you know, this is one of those moments where I'm like, I'm sure people are like, oh, like, it's a wrestling trope. This has been done a billion times. Yeah, they're like, times, this is like, like when Bruiser Brody and Eggman <laughs> fought. <laughs> that's the that's the wrestler name I came up with, Eggman. And then I didn't have a name to follow it with. I couldn't think of a man man's name, Eggman Jack. Bruiser Brody and Eggman Jack fought at WrestleSlam. <laughs> and, the, and a third man, another man, uh, Gilbert Blythe. Gilbert. Eggman Egg Jack, Jack and, and Gilbert and, Blythe. And Shirley's husband, Gilbert <laughs> Blythe. <laughs> yeah, at, at WrestleSlam. At WrestleSlam 95. At 95. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the trope is here. No, but no. Swerve can't win the belt yet. Like, I, I don't want think him so. to win it, but not yet. Yeah. But. Hangman shouldn't lose, shouldn't be Samoa Joe's first. It's like watching myself try to do math in live. I'm like, yeah, hook makes sense. Feed hook to Samoa Joe. Like, yeah. Shouldn't we have like three or four useless challengers before we get. Well, I think people. I've I've seen people on Twitter um, suggesting that perhaps. Samoa Joe swerve hangman could be a three way. I know men hate him, but that's what <laughs> that's where we might end up at uh, at Revolution, and that does seem like it would be like a pay per view level yeah. kind of deal. So I guess they could move towards something like that. I don't really. I I'm gonna need to see a little more before I start to speculate about how this storyline could go. Yeah. Um. So well, I mean, uh, we, don't, we don't have the reference for Eggman. We don't. <laughs> Hey guys, if you could just send us that Gilbert Blythe Eggman Jack Bruiser Brody match from WrestleSlam ninety, I think Bruiser Brody may have been dead in ninety five. I don't know when that man wrestled. Oh, but oh, but Gilbert Blythe wasn't. <laughs> he was never alive. <laughs> you think we're doing good at, at uh, uh, walking ourselves tonight? I I think somewhere Anna's like cut it, cut it. I mean, we're forty minutes into this episode. Actually, forty five. We're 45 minutes in. We've covered two <laughs> topics. It's a little rough. Let's, uh, do we, we don't really have that much to say about Adam Cole. Adam Cole cut another, Roddy Strong fought with his mustache. He fought Brian Keith. He won. Adam Cole gave this little promo being like, the Undisputed Kingdom is going to win all the gold. And then that led to this backstage segment where Jay White was being like, not on my watch because I love having gold and I'm not going to let Adam Cole have it. And then the acclaimed showed up to be like, 
Jay White and uh, the guns, maybe like we should actually like combine forces. And um, Jay White was like, we'll think about it. I don't know. I think my guess was that Bullet Club Gold might actually get the trio's belts off the off of uh, the acclaimed out of this yeah. snake behavior. I think, yeah. Well, I think that's right, and I think that's good, probably, especially because it's like Jay White needs something good to happen to him. But like, <laughs> I don't know. The acclaimed, I feel it's so like bad we're all in danger. I'm- we're all in danger if he doesn't get something good <laughs> soon. <laughs> I, like, I sort of- cannot stop thinking. I haven't for a moment stopped thinking about when you said that man's brain is in upside down. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hooked up all, all the wrong stuff. All the wrong stuff. Don't you think the acclaimed have like a thing going on where it's like Tony took the tag titles away from them probably like a like two to three weeks too soon. Like everybody was mad. They didn't I want the tag titles to go at the moment that they did. Yeah. But then, so he was like, I'm so sorry about that. Here's the trios titles and you can keep them as long as you want. But it's like, well that like, you also had to like do something with them and they kind of haven't. So like the trios run has gone on for a really long time, but absolutely has nothing cool to it. I think Tony's attitude, to me, it seems like his attitude, A, I think they could have gone even longer than two to three. I think they could have had another couple months. Like you probably could have yeah. milked it. That could be wrong. Cause it's like, what do I remember about the past? But I don't, I certainly don't think they, they should have lost him. That was crazy. And then I think Tony did knowingly, he like parked the belts, the, the trio's belts with the acclaimed. He was like, yeah, and that's on pause. So you guys can, you know, fuck around. Uh, you know, just <laughs> have fun. Uh, cause I'm not doing anything with those for a while. I, that's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Um, so that's not different than what you said, but I think like it, it wasn't even about, I think that he was just like, great. Now I don't have to think about that for a while. Yeah. Um, and I think someone we know recently suggested that like they should just retire the trios belts because it's like, they're not really working. And I kind of agree with that. I'm like, I kind of thought that when they were announced, I was like, I don't think we have enough trios that are distinct from the tag division to, for this to really work. And now I think that's part of what's been going on with the tag division is that they rated the tag division to serve the trios division. They did, but I still think that you could, I hate, sometimes I say things on this podcast and I just, I know that someone is going to yell at me about it or just be like, that's so stupid. But it's like, couldn't you be using the trios belts more in like faction infighting where it's like, the, the, like they are secondary belts, but where it's like as a faction, you're just trying to pick them up, like not really to have them as your main belts, just to like, <laughs> just to have a little, a little bling. Like, I don't know. I, I think I'm a little bit like no quitsies on it. And I'm like, well, we have them now. So I don't think we can get rid of them. So we're going to have to make it work, Tony. We're, if we're in the studio all night cooking up trio storylines, we're going we're gonna to keep at it because we're going to make it work. Do you think that he can just leave them with the acclaimed for like five years? Like just straight up be like, I don't know what to tell you. They're just our longest reigning champs. <laughs> No, I think JY, I think JY and, and the guns are going to get them. <laughs> I think, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and I think that'll be good. So you know, you don't think bang, bang, scissor gang is going to work out. I guess term? I, I guess I'm not sold on the idea of those men managing to cooperate. I don't think a single <laughs> man in that group knows about cooperation. Really? God, I wish that we somehow could make them do the marshmallow thing where they all work together to build a marshmallow tower, like a tower that could support a marshmallow. They couldn't do it. You know, have you ever had to do one of those? um, It's like a similar type of deal, but it's like one of those group bonding games where uh, it's like everyone has an instruction, but you can't communicate your instruction to anybody else. Like you can't say what you're supposed to do and you're trying to build something. So it's like, you just have to like watch what other people are doing and then like try and wordlessly communicate. You can't like point and be like, I need that block. So someone could be taking the block you need, but you can't, do you, have you ever done this? No, I'd love to watch men. Any, honestly, any man, I don't think it would go that well with most men, but with most anybody, with most anybody, but, um, I'd love to watch some wrestlers just try and do that. 
absolute breakdown. Uh, I don't think they would do well. Let's briefly check in on what's been going on in the women's division. We had to kind of piece some of this stuff together because we didn't see it. So we'll be better about collision now in future, surely. But um, so Chris and Willow, I guess, squashed some jobbers on Rampage last week. For some reason, I think I did see this. And I, I believe what's I think happening. because you, you were with Anne. That's right. That's right. I was staying. I was driving back to Minneapolis. I stayed with Anne. We watched Rampage. Wow. Thank you. I had a really nice time, man. That's, I'm sorry that I forgot that. I was <laughs> just mostly remembering our chatter. Um, we did talk through a lot of it. I would not say it was a riveting rampage. Um, so I believe what's happening is that Stokely wants to represent Chris Statlander and she is kind of no selling it. That's what's happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's also like doing it in a way where he's like, being kind of rude to Willow. I think he's trying to like, yes, that's right. He's trying to split them. Yes. Yes. He gave her that big, uh, he gave stat that big intro and then gave Willow no intro. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Sheeta also fought Anna Jay on Rampage and then somehow, don't know how, we ended up with an eight-woman match on Rampage where Anna Jay, Stat, uh, Thunder Rosa, and Willow were fighting Julia Hart, Sky Blue, Ruby, and Soraya. And I guess that is basically face heel, except that Anna Jay, like that whole faction, is in kind of a limbo where you're like, I don't really know what you want me to think. But Anna Jay was actively hanging out with the outsiders, like actively hanging out with Ruby and Soraya. And I don't, but think then she they got had, boot- like, a breakup. They did. I think, I think she did got, they? I think she got booted somehow. Oh yeah. Well, we can't commit to this. I think she got booted and that's how Harley Cameron ended up with the outsiders instead because oh, Anna God. Jay was annoyed. And now Harley Cameron is, and I don't know why that woman goes here. I don't know who she, I know we've seen her in lots of storylines now. I don't know who she is. I don't understand yeah. it. Does she wrestle? I don't think so. She's just, I don't know. She hit ring, on ring, uh, ringside Anthony color. Bowen. She, and she hit on Jeff Parker, even though he got a little something already going on. <laughs> She's a man stealer and a, and a gay man hit her on her. That's, my goodness, that's a lot for one woman to be doing. God. Um, well, I don't know why any of this was happening, but I did think this match was really fun. I had a really good time. I did. Yeah. Yeah. For all that I'm complaining about how, like, the women's characterization is nothing, it, I do think that, like, it's when they do a tag match, they're, like, it's, it is very fun. It's great. And they did like, they did some really fun spots. Like it just, it was just a good time. I really enjoyed it. We also got some backstage interviews with Deanna Parazzo and Tony Storm. Uh, so Deanna's going to fight Red Velvet. They had a really fun little promo exchange. I thought that was good. And then uh, mm. Tony's going to investigate. She's going to get to the bottom of what's going on with Deanna. <laughs> so uh, wink, wink. Uh, no, I think that's great. Um, yeah. So I, I look Every- forward to seeing that. Every week I'm like, is this the week that Tony Storm starts annoying me? And it's just, it's not yet. <laughs> it's not yet. Her delivery is so good. I mean, she has great mm-hmm. comic delivery, so she's getting away with it. Um, she really is. Can we check in about our about our misery gripes? Mm-hmm. I know we're going to go a little over an hour, but That's can we? Can Who we? Can stop us? Who's oh. Gonna, who's going to stop us? We're, I'm like, you know, in, in fairness, and we know you wouldn't stop us. You would let us have these gripes <laughs> and you would gripe too. We can't wait for you to be back next week. Um, okay. Mommy's little gripe sessions. First up, Sammy and Ricky had a match on, uh, on Dynamite. Sammy Guevara, you know him. Ricky Starks, you unfortunately know him. And uh, Sammy won the match. I don't think this match was that good. Is that right? No, I, I, I thought it was really boring and I like, wasn't like, I was like watching, but like not really. And then all the men were like, it was botchy. And so I was like, Oh, "Oh, I'd love to hear that because usually people are like, Oh, they're spot monkeys. But like, I don't think the spots worked. (laughs) Monkeying unsuccessful. (laughs) Well, it's like, no characterization, no charisma, and the wrestling sucked. What do you have left, my friend? <laughs> I think, you know, this. it was funny to be in this position because I now dislike Ricky so much 
that I was kind of like, I guess I'm rooting for Sammy. I guess, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess Sammy, I guess Sammy's okay now. And it, is that really how I feel? No, not really. But situationally, yeah. I am sometimes like a little Stockholmed. I, I didn't get the chance to say this earlier in the episode. This is pretty disturbing. But during that eight man, at one point I thought to myself, oh, Brian Cage. Oh, Brian Cage. Any man can get you. That's what they're not teaching you in school. So true. It's so true. Oh, well, we didn't mention this. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't mention this, that I had a similar situation in the Adam Cole promo when I was looking at Wardlow. <laughs> because yeah, Wardlow you know was, was so right. <laughs> he was wearing a hoodie and baggy sweatpants, <laughs> and he was just standing there, and his entire vibe was giving, I got to get out. I got to go out there and shovel before it comes down anymore. It's getting late. I got to get out there. <laughs> I was like, you that- know what? What a... When a man is willing to go out and shovel the driveway so I don't have to, yeah, I, of course I like it. And I, that is... Like, yeah, I'm down with Wardlow. That's exactly right. And it's like that also is your boyfriend who does go out and shovel, comes back in, he's stomping off in the front, like taking his gloves off, taking his hat off, and you come out and you're just in your pajamas and you have the trash and you're like, can you take the trash out? And he's <laughs> like... I just came in, but he does take the trash out. Yeah, he does he takes it. it out. He rolls his eyes and he makes a little face at you, but yeah, he does it. Of course yeah. he does it. Yeah, he does yeah. it. So, um, yeah, so you got stuck home by all the men so, this yeah. week. Anna's going to be really disturbed so our- when she hears this. <laughs> I know. Woof. I know. I can't wait till she listens and she's like, sorry, so you complimented Sammy and Wardlow? <laughs> and, and Brian Yeah, those Cage. are our favorites now. And Brian, and Brian Cage. <laughs> and my yeah, lover, Brian. Those are our favorites. <laughs> No, these men are all figures of of, of comedy to us, but um, <laughs> they're not men to us. They're, they're not men to be. us. But you know, I think there's something like Brian Cage and uh, and Wardlow, especially when I'm just watching them in their background roles, and I don't feel like they're agitating for more. I feel just quite at my leisure to en- to enjoy yeah. them for what they are: weird yeah. meat and my boyfriend who takes <laughs> the trash out. <laughs> Me. Don't listen to this, Brian Gage. I'm sorry. You're a human being. I know that. Um, anyway, but Sammy and Ricky, the, 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 the thing that's really crazy about this to me, it's like, it's fine. Whatever. Sammy and Sammy and Ricky fighting each other, whatever. But just to have commentary actively being like, wow, two of our brightest shining young stars, which is also what you got from Eric Beeston this week, being like, oh, Ricky's so organically over and charismatic. It's like... They are in their 30s. They are not, like, these are not your hooks, your little Danny Garcias, your Yudas, your Lee Moriartys. Like, these aren't your your little teeny babies who it's like we're building the company on their backs. I mean, these aren't even your your Jungle Boys, your Darbys, your, your MJFs. These are grown-ass men. And at some point... Can we not all collectively admit that they have a ceiling because, again, they don't want to have characters? It's yeah. like, it's yeah. fine. I, I'm, I'm, I guess mostly with Sammy, I'm at a point where it's like, yeah, Sammy can wrestle. Like, Sammy can do amazing feats of strength and agility, but he'd never want to do a storyline for me. Ricky Starks never want to do a storyline for me. It, it is a ceiling. It's a ceiling. It's a ceiling. Yeah. Stop lying to me. Some of our most organically over hottest young stars. They're old. They're old. <laughs> they're, they're old and they're not over. Who is Ricky over with at this point? I don't you know, know. what I mean? Like, Just people who? who love whiners. Just but you yeah. know what, Ricky? Not under Samoa Joe's reign, buddy. <laughs> no. You take you take it to the committee. You take it to the committee. You make your case to the committee. And maybe the committee is us. Denied, <laughs> rejected. <laughs> we should send in our applications to Samoa Joe and just be like, listen, hey, would be a great committee for you. We would pick you absolutely such good opponents. Oh my God. And I know we could do it. And we'd have a we have a spreadsheet. We'll keep track of everything. If at a later date you say, Hey, didn't uh didn't uh Ricky put in an application? Maybe we were wrong about it. We'll have it all. We'll we'll be able to present you immediately with no, this is what we got from Ricky and it was a deny immediate denied. Denied. We're only going to do, do one thing under the table. Yeah. And that's that we're going to forge an okay. application from Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Chuck Taylor is going to say, I didn't apply. And didn't we're going to say, your signature is right here. Yeah. I don't, I don't sure. know what to tell you. 
sir, you've been approved. You've been approved for a match against the champ. <laughs> Dustin is looking at us with daggers in his eyes. He says, what the fuck do you mean I've been approved for a match against the champ? Go to hell. We say, we're your biggest fans, sir. We're your biggest fans. Go out like, there and do your best. Just do your best. That's all anyone can ask. We knew that you wanted to main event a pay-per-view against Samoa Joe. We just knew it. We knew that that's what you wanted. Don't worry about it. You were just scared to say us. it. You were scared to say it. We got your back. We got your back every time, baby. Oh, my God. Um, and then the only other thing is that little Danny Garcia is for some, do you know why he has been pulled no, into the house I, into the FTR orbit? No, I've been a terrible, per, terrible, <laughs> I'm, get, I'm really losing my cred full time. And I think this is all happening on collision because as someone in our, in our group chat said, FTR is the only act that hasn't managed to escape the uh, collision Island, <laughs> but because <laughs> you suck ass, <laughs> they have sucked Daniel Garcia into their orbit. Their asses. <laughs> and I say to Tony with my gun in the back of his the small of his still back, digging in. Yeah. Daniel it. Garcia took the Connie and he, you told him he was gonna lose all but one match and he made a meal of it. He did, Oh yeah. Was it all coherent? I don't know. No. But he worked his little ass off. And you give him this, you give him backup dancer to FTR. It's sickening. I hate you, Tony. I hate you. Daniel Garcia is actually one of our most anagly, uh, our most organically over and charismatic young stars. And you put him mm-hmm. with, with Mr. Mr. Hare and Mr. Gunn? No, nope, you know Mr. Hare and Mr. Gunn are the same man. Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hare and Mr. Gunn is the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde of FTR. <laughs> I will never forget the uh, the oh, One Nation God. Radio where James put forth a theory <laughs> that Dax is so annoying as to take some of the attention yes. away from Cash, who is on the edge of homicide at all times. But you know what? I, I, I really think that's true. I think he was completely right because it's like Hare did go completely under the radar until he actively pulled a gun on another driver on a highway. Like, it's like, that is pretty far to get with people just being like, he seems normal and fine. (laughs) He was doing great. If only he just could have not. I mean, it's, I know it's like, how can you not pull a firearm while you're driving because someone won't speed up when you want him to or whatever. He had no choice. I understand that, but No. no, I mean, what else can you do? What else can you do? We've all done it. Of course pretty normal Listen, stuff if they don't give daniel garcia a normal ass story just a normal story a normal hey tony what if you did it normal what if tony promos hey tony here's a uh, here's a crazy idea you consider just giving him a jab in the gun normal story just a normal <laughs> ass story just a normal ass story hey tony hey tony <sighs> i uh, you know, I don't need, I don't, the thing is, I'm like, he doesn't, he's not, he's not for them. Danny Garcia? No, he's not for them. They don't, they don't understand him. They won't take care of him. No, they won't they take won't care of him. They won't treat him well. No. 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 Get him out of there. They, they can't, he is a little lion cub and they are not zookeepers. <laughs> They're not going to have enrichment activities for him. No. They don't even know what to feed him. They're just feeding him tequila and cigarettes or something. Maybe Daniel Garcia should join the Bucks faction with JB. Yeah. I think it's the only safe place for him. To be honest, we we may have to take custody. We, the Bucks. We, members of the Bucks team. we, We may have to take custody of this young boy. Yeah, we'll just come in and like social workers and be like, this home is not appropriate. <laughs> you have not passed the inspection. We've no. got to take him to his new foster home, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks family estate. <laughs> well, I, I, think that's, I think we did a good job. I think we did a good job. I, I think like yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna like, you know, jinx anything and I'm sure the viewers will let us know, but I think all of this was pretty arable. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have to cut anything. Uh, maybe a couple bleeps. 
maybe I, I don't really remember much of what we said, but maybe a couple bleeps. Um, and we'll be back next week. Uh, yeah. And Thank I, God. I know that she will be very excited also to say some unconscionable things about uh, about wrestling, the sport we love. We need her back. Uh, this we was a lot her. of pressure. Yeah, we need her back. Yeah, and you can tell because three legs to the stool. We got a little hysterical in there. I mean, <laughs> there were there were moments. I'm not saying it's not unerable, but yeah, we are hysterical. And I, think I got um, really bad at Claudio. <laughs> you did, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So like, I like bit to a, have formally apologized to Claudio. A little, little bit of a drunk girl energy in here right now. Like, was I just was I yelling at someone? It's Can like we do aftercare. Yeah, don't worry about it. Oh my god! <laughs> Cancelled. Cancelled. Red. 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 Bleep all of that. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's it. That's it for us. Uh, I've been Allie. I've been Anne. <laughs> you were waiting for funny? me to say it. You're waiting for me to say it. I know, because it's funny. I've been Leah. And I've been Anne. And I've been <laughs> Allie. And this has been Tunnel Talk. Our uh, theme is by Chris Corkin. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod via email, tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. You can also now find us um, on the Social Suplex Discord. Should I say that? Yeah, Maybe. absolutely. We were having fun. Um, we made all of the men post pictures of their mustaches to show well, they did that the, they did it a willingly. moment happening. Yeah, they did it yeah. willingly, and I loved it. I loved every single one of those pictures. Um yeah, we're having a good time in there. We're talking about we're talking about our Georgia uh, higher novels, so that's fun. And yeah. Um, yeah, so you can see us there, and or you can. What else do I usually say to them? Oh, uh, subscribe to us. You can subscribe to us on the Social Suplex Network stream, or we've we've been posting yeah. YouTube clips. We're, oh my we're god, in yeah. the future now. Yeah, I've I've not of our faces or anything. We're not we're not that crazy. But. We're not that great. You'll never see us, but. Um, yeah, or you can subscribe to us normally on Apple Podcasts, same way you already do, maybe, and, uh, you know, come back next week. Was that okay? I'll write this down for next week. Could have been worse. <laughs>